You're listening to The Angry Mason, building a hot shit podcast brick by brick. I'm your hot shit host, Angry Mason Ryan, and here's my podcast partner, Angry Mason Dan. Ryan, I'm not even sure if I should ask, but we're not going to tell him the origin story this week again, are we? You know what, Dan? I'm actually glad you asked, because if all things go as they should, I promise that we will reveal the Angry Mason origin story next episode. I know you all have been waiting for it, dying for it, having erect erect nipples for it. It's going to happen. It's going to (laughs) happen. Well, let's hope so. I'll keep my fingers crossed, but I'm not holding my breath, Ryan. I know how you like to tease. Well, you know, if it helps, and it might help uh, our listeners, please feel free to take pictures of your erect nipples and send them to us. (laughs) That's right. AngryMasons at catlover.com. Ryan will be checking that email eagerly as soon as this show is posted, I'm sure. So, uh, Ryan, uh, how's how's your week going? What's new? You know, not much is new with me, but... um, it's a little colder here in Florida, uh, you know, as well, what us Floridians would think of as cold. Uh-huh. So uh, my mother has been feeding uh, the stray cat. Uh, it's a kitten, really, for like the last month. And so uh-huh. finally, last night, to get it in from out of the cold, she let it inside the house. Nice. Yeah. You know what? Is- that is the perfect pet for your mother. Cats are loving and adoring uh, animals. Uh, just just a really great decision. I'm real happy for her. Yeah, she has uh, something else to look after now. And I'm surprised oh. you didn't go with a perfect pet. Uh, no, that would just be there. That'd be ridiculous. Uh, I, would, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Uh, you know, uh, not much new for me this week. Uh, as a matter of fact, I barely left the house now with this new job where I work from home. Uh, yeah, I generally just wear a, a bathrobe and shave every couple of weeks and, uh, and and don't venture outside. It's it's pretty amazing, actually. Is your robe monogrammed? <laughs> no, uh, maybe I should get one for Christmas or something. No, just a just a regular old Red Bear robe, uh, just like Arthur Dent would wear. Oh, man. I mean, if you're going to be pimping, pimping, you got to get the uh, Hugh Hefner satin robes rocking. <laughs> you know what? I'll I'll add that to my Christmas list and uh, ask the wife for that, Ryan. We'll see how that goes over. Oh, and uh, and get a fez to wear with it. You know what a fez is, right? Of course I do. Okay, it's a little hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, you should do that. Get that ensemble. Take a picture. Post it up on Facebook. Let the audience just behold your magnificence. Yeah, I'll think about that, Ryan. But uh, again, don't hold your breath. You know uh, what we should do. We should jump into some wacky news. Well, Ryan, our first story this week comes from Bolingdon, Oxfordshire, which is uh, which is in England, by the way. It's an international news story. Uh, you see, uh, what happened is there's a prison there, and a uh, a prisoner was discovered with a phone up his bum during a, uh, a cell search. And he says he has no idea how it got there. No idea, huh? Let me guess, was huh. the uh, phone set to vibrate? <laughs> uh, the article doesn't say, but uh, that could be why he was hiding it there. Uh, it's, it turns out the guards actually have some sort of equipment to detect cell signals. 
And when they detected one in his cell, they searched it. After not finding anything, they searched him. And that's when they found a small four-inch Samsung phone up his bum. I was going to ask how they found it. I mean, does that ass just start playing a uh, ringtone? <laughs> well, it's prison, right? I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm sure they do all sorts of unpleasant cavity searches there. Uh, unfortunately for this guy, he was supposed to get out in April of 2019. And after being found with uh, this contraband, uh, they went and tacked another six months onto his sentence. So I sure hope that phone up his ass was worth it. You know, from what I understand, the more often it happens, the less traumatic those cavity searches are. Oh, yeah. What? Where, where did you hear about that? Uh, someplace on the internet, I think. Move on. Uh, Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, our next story uh, comes from the New York Daily News, and it's about a Bank of America ATM. Apparently, uh, one of their customers went and made a small cash withdrawal. But unfortunately, this ATM, instead of dispensing $10 bills, was dispensing $100 bills. Uh, And then when this guy posted that on social media, all sorts of people around town began flocking to that ATM and caused a little mini riot. You know, I used to make a joke like, um, oh, is the bank giving out free samples today? And goddamn, I guess they were. If that was you and you were at that ATM, two questions for you, Ryan. One, would you give the money back? And two, would you tell anybody else? Uh, answer to one is no. And answer to two is no. Yeah. Yeah. I would just begin making a lot of $10 withdrawals from my account. Like, oh yeah, a lot. (laughs) And, um, for some of our audience, I, I feel like we need to clarify that, uh, ATM in this context means automatic teller machine and not ass to mouth. I mean, did you did you need to clarify that, Ryan? Do you think that was something that you had to do? Uh, you know, I mean, just covering did... our bases. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, anyway, Bank of America uh, said uh, this was an incident at a single ATM, uh, which caused uh, when a vendor incorrectly loaded $100 bills in place of $10 bills, customers will be able to keep the additional money dispensed. But the crowds were so big, sheriff's deputies had to show up after a couple hours and keep people at bay until bank officials could shut down the ATM. Yeah, I don't wonder. I mean, damn. But first off, I have never seen an ATM, again, automatic teller machine, give out $10 bills. Like, usually Uh, it's 20s or nothing. You would think so, yeah. So, well, whatever. All I know is, is if I was that guy that found out, I would have kept it all to myself, and I would have been a rich man. I wouldn't have told anyone about it. But, you know, there's a place for honest people out there, too, right, Ryan? Yeah. I mean, not here, but I'm sure somewhere. Yeah. Out there. I didn't say here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely out there. So uh, our next story uh, is about a woman suing her ex-roommate for $1.2 million. Good uh, Lord, that's reason, a lot of money. <laughs> it is. And uh, the reason is, well, her roommate trained her parrot to sexually harass her. I, I am doing everything I can not to laugh right now. Well, uh, here's what she said. The woman explained her unusual situation uh, in a TV interview. She said, I love that parrot until Steven moved in. I know it all began as a joke, but it totally ruined my life. It made me insecure about my physical appearance and my sexuality. It kept yelling stuff like, show me your tits and stuff me in your pussy all the time. It drove me crazy and was so embarrassing. I didn't dare invite anyone at home. (laughs) Oh, that's a cool fucking parrot. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I could see how it could start off as a joke and you just want to teach the parrot a few naughty things to say. 
Yeah. Uh, but apparently it really negatively affected this woman, caused her to isolate herself socially uh, and even suffer from severe depression. She eventually dropped out of college, began drinking, uh, drinking heavily and attempted twice to commit suicide over it. God damn, wouldn't it just be easier to get rid of the parrot? I mean, uh, unfortunately, how you to this parrot? It's a bird. <laughs> Ryan, if someone wanted to give you that parrot uh, that said horrible things, would you have taken it from him? Probably, yeah. Actually, okay, no. Well, I uh, I don't want any living thing to depend on me. I don't even have a house plant. Hmm. Yeah, that is for the best. You've mentioned that before, and uh, uh, I agree that that is a great course of action. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> this woman uh, had to euthanize the parrot because uh, she could no longer stand being sexually harassed by it. Rather than trying to give it to someone else or put it on a farm or something like that, uh, she uh, put put the parrot down. Yeah, a little too late, if you ask me, but, you know, whatever. I mean, if you're really going to take that kind of thing seriously, I think you have a lot more problems than just a parrot who likes to talk shit. Oh, she got a good lawyer. Yeah, I hope so, too. But uh, what do you think her odds are of getting that $1.2 million from her ex-roommate? I mean, if the guy had to live with her as a roommate, he probably doesn't have a lot of money to begin with. So uh, you're kind of barking up the Mm. wrong tree. Oh, well, moving on. Uh, Our next story, uh, this is a great one. This one uh, raises all kinds of questions for me, Ryan. Uh, The FBI raid uh, an NSA employee's home, and uh, that raid revealed over 16 million dick pics. That's a lot of dicks. (laughs) That is a whole lot of dicks. Uh, Get this, though. (laughs) How many dicks do you need to see before you get the point? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, 16 million. And her name, Ryan, is Hillary Wang. Of course it is. Of course <laughs> it is. Uh, it's believed Wang used her top secret security clearance to illegally download uh, 16 million pictures of sexual nature off of unsuspecting Americans' mobile phones and computers. So, you know, I've always heard people say, watch out, the NSA is watching you, the government is, is keeping track of what you do. But uh, apparently anyone who just works for the NSA can just uh, write a little program and download anything they want off of your phone. I mean, what the hell's that about? All I know is I hope she enjoyed mine. I mean, um, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> this is why I don't do that kind of thing. <laughs> a coworker said about her, she is obsessed with big black penises and the small size of, <laughs> of her Chinese boyfriend's penis. Uh, she's a good person, but it's impossible to have a five-minute conversation without her wanting to show you a picture of some black guy's dick on her cell phone. <laughs> is is that racist? I don't know. It sounds like I it mean, might be racist. I mean, I think it's just a pre- uh, it's just a preference. Um, she likes to watch uh, look at giant black cocks, and she's upset because her Chinese boyfriend has a small penis. She didn't say all Chinese people had small penises. This particular woman. Uh, I guess Mr. Wang has a small <laughs> penis. So she's really just upset about, you know, truth and advertising. That's, I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, anyway, our final story, Ryan, is probably the most important uh, and probably uh, the most important one that we've covered our entire time here at Angry Masons Podcast. Oh, really? And it comes, oh, yes, that's right. It comes from the UK Press Association. And uh, apparently 70-year-old Derek Mead was killed after leaving his Jack Russell Terrier in a forklift while exiting the vehicle to open a gate. The dog shifted the forklift into drive, and it crushed the poor man against the gate. That's right. His dog murdered him, Ryan. 
was the dog in the will. I mean, this is why you don't teach your dogs to read. Ryan, I've always known it. I've known those dogs were evil and they were out to get you. This is why you should have a cat uh, and not get a dog because that dog is probably looking for a way to murder you. Yeah, and uh, cats will just eat your face if you happen to die and no one else is around. Well, I mean, if I'm already dead, I want them to live. So if they have to eat me, uh, then that's fine because I want my cats to continue. Damn, that's fucking strange. But okay, yeah, no, I guess I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, police, uh, the coroner, uh, which was in charge of this case, said the most likely explanation, which I accept, is that the dog that he had in the cab with him on that day inadvertently, I put that in quotations, Ryan, moved the shuttle lever, causing the forward motion, uh, which sadly uh, trapped Mr. Mead against the gate, causing injuries, which he did not survive. Uh, he says, I'm satisfied this death was a very tragic accident. I, sir, say no. It's actually part of a conspiracy about dogs to take over the world. You know, I think I looked at Jack Russell Terrier in the eyes once, and yeah, I saw murder intent. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, that's just a little public service announcement from Angry Masons. Stay away from dogs. They're evil. They'll murder you. Uh, get a cat. They will love you forever. <laughs> well, anyway, on that happy note, eh, let's move on to a little bit of football. Ryan, how about those Florida Gators? How about them Gators? To go from four wins last year to being in the top 10 and looking at a New Year's Day Bowl just one year later, that is an astounding turnaround by Dan Mullen and his crew. That's right, Ryan. Not only that, but after their latest triumph against the evil Florida Seminoles, 41 to 14, CPSSports.com gave rankings out to all the coaches and first year coaches in the league. And uh, Dan Mullen was uh, given an A. He had the highest score among all of them for uh, his big turnaround of the Florida Gators. You know, I watched that game from the beginning to the very end. And all I can say is that it was glorious. Glorious. (laughs) Goddamn right. You know what? Normally I'm annoyed by that, but yes, today that is an entirely appropriate. Uh, it was glorious, and I also watched it from beginning to end. And frankly, I could watch it every weekend, uh, watch the Gators beat down the Seminoles, and it would it would make me happy. I would be fine with that. Uh, so uh, the CBSSports.com ranking, get this though, the only other coach to receive an A, he actually got an A-, minus, was Jimbo Fisher, uh, who uh, went 8-4 and four with the Aggies. What, what, what's the deal with a grown man named Jimbo? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Uh, but apparently uh, it's good enough to get the Aggies to eight and four. So, But, I mean, really, who do the Aggies play? That's tough. I don't know. Uh, Alabama, LSU, Auburn. Uh, do I need to go on? <laughs> oh, well, all right. So they did okay, I guess. I just see Jimbo Fisher, and I automatically assume he's with a team that's a piece of shit. I mean, I didn't say they weren't a piece of shit, but. Uh, yeah. I mean, they've got to be better than the Seminoles, right? He's got to be upgrading there a little bit. I mean, that's why he left them in a lurch. Well, moving on to the NFL, uh, once again, our Miami Dolphins suck. Oh, no! We suck again! Uh, And uh, why? Uh, Because uh, they led the game uh, by 10 points in the fourth quarter, and then they they let Andrew Luck uh, walk all over them uh, with some terrible play calling by the Dolphins trying to hold that lead, uh, and they lose to the Colts, Ryan. Yep, it looks like we're back in the days of the Miami Dolphins. No D. 
Maybe they can ask that Hillary Wang for one. <laughs> Maybe. She's got $16 million, uh, <laughs> available for him. So uh, they could just borrow one of the big ones, uh, and then uh, that, that would be great. But I blame this loss, Ryan, on Adam Gase. Uh, and why? Because uh, his play calling was so terrible and conservative in the, in the fourth quarter that uh, literally there was no chance. He just kept handing the ball right back to Andrew Luck. You got to trust your quarterback. I know, I know Tannehill has his ups and downs, but you got to put the ball in his hands and let him win the game at the end, don't you? There's a difference between playing to win and playing not to lose. Yep. He played not to lose, which is what happened with uh, Shula's final years. You know, I mean, I remember his uh, defensive coordinator, Tom Olivadotti. Oh my god! May his name live in infamy. Started playing mm. prevent in the third quarter. So it looks like history does repeat itself. Yeah, I remember those awful, awful days uh, where he was always playing uh, prevent defense. So, I mean, I got to say the defense is a little better this year. Xavier uh, Howard, uh, he had uh, a couple picks, two in a row, as a matter of fact, two two passes in a row by Andrew Luck picked off. That guy's looking good. The secondary's looking good. But damn it, they're never going to get anywhere if three out of four plays are freaking wide receiver screens. If I see another wide receiver screen, uh, I'm going to vomit. I swear to God, I can't handle it. Yeah, it's uh, it's an offense that's stuck in the mud. Uh, it's a defense that gives up way too many big plays. And you put that together and you have yet another mediocre year where you're not shitty enough to get a good draft pick and you're not good enough to go to the playoffs. I think they're stuck, aren't they, in this pattern forever? They're just going to be uh, eight and eight, nine and seven, you know, seven and nine forever uh, until something drastic changes. But uh, I, I don't know what that is. If it's a change in ownership or or what, but something has to kind of shake them out of this rut. It's, it makes me sick. Anyway, let's move on to our predictions, Ryan. Yes, let's. First up, Bills at Dolphins. Well, as much as I'm down on the Dolphins, uh, you know I hate the Buffalo Bills, and it is in Miami, so I think they bounce back from their loss to the Colts and continue their strive toward mediocrity. Uh, I think the Dolphins win this one. The Bills' uniforms have white helmets. The Dolphins' uniforms have white helmets. I predict Mm. that when I see both teams line up, offense versus defense, in the trenches, helmet to helmet, I'm going to think of Ryan Tannehill's lovely wife, SpongeBob Square Teeth, you know, because oh. she has those big old choppers. <laughs> mm. Ray and Jake, guess, that one's for you. I guess I never looked up to her teeth. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, moving on. Broncos at Bengals. Ah, the Bengals. You know, the Bengals, not only do they have terrible luck by being in Cincinnati, uh, now Andy Dalton, their quarterback, is out for the year uh, with some sort of terrible thumb injury. So the Broncos are on a little bit of a roll. They just beat the Steelers last week. I'm going to take the Broncos in Cincinnati, defeating the Bengals. I predict that people will Google Andy Dalton and discover that Dalton is actually the Bengali word for tiger's taint. It's kismet. (laughs) I didn't know that, Ryan. That's a very helpful fact. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Ravens at Falcons. Now, this one is interesting. The Falcons are on a real down year. Uh, They're not doing so hot. And the Ravens, not doing so hot either. But they've got Lamar Jackson starting. So uh, I think I'm going to go with the new hotness and take the Ravens over the Falcons. I predict that two words will sum up this game nicely. Bird shit. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Next up, Chargers at Steelers. 
Everybody knows how I feel about Steelers fans. I think they're going to, uh, you know, make an attempt to bounce back after that loss to the Broncos. But damn it, those Chargers are looking good. I'm taking Chargers over Steelers and a sentiment favorite. I predict that the Chargers quarterback, P. Rivers, will flush out a victory. The Chargers will celebrate the win by drenching each other with gold-colored champagne in the locker room. Golden showers for everybody. <laughs> That's going to be very popular in the White House. Uh, no, no, we're not doing politics, Dan. Oh, God, sorry. Did I say that out loud? Uh, it was just a joke. I didn't mean anything about it. You know what? Uh, let's forget about that and move on to our next subject. We're going to talk about knitting. <laughs> Why did you use that sound for knitting? I mean, I I don't know. I I didn't have anything else on my tray here that, that fit. I mean, have you got something better, right? Huh? Um. You know, remember our first episode where we talked about we weren't going to talk about like quilting? Um, the same as quilting? No, 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 no. Knitting is definitely not the same as quilting, Ryan. Absolutely not. Uh, wait, wait, is it? Is it the same as, as quilting? Uh, you know, you got me there. Maybe one of our listeners get back to us. You know what? This would be a good job for our uh, podcast intern. Intern! 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 Oh, shit. Wait, we... We don't have an intern yet, do we? All right. Well, make a note. Uh, let's get an intern. Uh, one that works for free because I'm broke. Yeah. And one that knows what the fuck quilting and knitting is and the distinction between the two. <sighs> that's that's true. Let's let's move on. <laughs> Ryan, it's the holiday time, and that means it's time to give out some Christmas gifts. And uh, so one of my favorite gifts to receive is video games. So uh, let's just talk a little bit about some of the biggest holiday games Uh, Some that people should run out and buy right away, and maybe a couple that people should steer away from. Uh, The first one I want to talk about is the odds-on best-reviewed game of the season, Red Dead Redemption 2. Are you familiar, Ryan? I have. uh, I'm aware of the game. I have heard a lot of positive things about it. I tried to play the original Red Dead Redemption, and... um, How'd that go? Not well. I couldn't get past the first mission which was to ride a horse in a track so (laughs) well um you're terrible first of all and uh my sympathies because uh, red dead redemption the original is one of my favorite games of all time and uh, i've been playing red dead redemption 2 since it was released and i have to tell you it is fantastic it is universally considered a masterpiece uh all sorts of reviews gave it perfect 10 out of 10 scores Big open world rock star, uh, rock star game can't go wrong. So right there, if uh, if you've got a video game fan, that should be at the top of your list to get them some for Christmas because uh, it's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, I heard that uh, you could go to New Orleans and basically just watch a, a burlesque or vaudeville show. It's true. You don't have to follow the main storyline. You can just wander off and do your own things, wander through town. You can watch shows, uh, talk to people, rob things, uh, do pretty much whatever you want. As a matter of fact, I saw a stat where um, 70% of the people who own the game haven't made it past chapter four uh, because they've been so busy just off doing other random stuff. Maybe I'll uh, check it out after I get over my mental scars of the first Red Dead Redemption. Ah, well, well, here's another one, uh, one of my favorites. Uh, as I've always told everybody, my favorite superhero is Spider-Man. And if you own a PlayStation 4, you would be remiss in not getting the newest Spider-Man game, which uh, if you ever play any of those old ones back on PS2, Ryan, with Spider-Man, he swings around, beats up bad guys, that kind of stuff. Uh, I did, and I had a good time uh, web-slinging, web-slinging, if you will, with old Spider-Man. Uh-huh. 
That's right. And, and this one, uh, basically think of it as the biggest, uh, best version of those old games with state-of-the-art graphics. The web swinging is a great feeling, uh, just traversing around the city. Uh, I, I can't recommend this game enough. I'd give it a solid second place so far to Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, it is an exclusive to PlayStation. So if you're an Xbox fan, well, I guess you're you're kind of kind of shit out of luck. Now, how many hours of gameplay are you going to get out of Spider-Man? Well, uh, I completed the main story. Uh, it took me about 20 to 25 hours, I would say. Uh, and there are uh, already releasing some uh, additional downloadable content that, uh, of course, you can purchase for uh, $9.99 each. Uh, but there's one coming out uh, each month, which extends the, uh, the main story out a little bit. I believe it focuses on Black Cat. Uh, but uh, I'll be getting those at some point when I do. I'll let you know how it goes, Ryan. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you can replay it and uh, still have some enjoyment out of it. Well, even after I finished the story, I've spil- uh, still spent hours uh, just swinging around uh, doing some side missions and uh, and beating up on people. So uh, definitely, if you're a fan of Spider-Man, check it out. Uh, our next game is a b- another big release, uh, Fallout 76. And uh, Ryan, I'm a big fan of the Fallout series. Have you played any of the other ones? Unfortunately, I haven't. I heard that they're great, um, especially on PC where you have uh, yeah. a lot of mods that the community has made and you can pretty That's much uh, tailor it and customize it to your preferences. But uh, no, I haven't played this one or, or any of the others. Well, I've actually played all the Fallout games up until this one. I'm a big fan of the series. It's one of my favorites. And it's usually one of the ones I pre-order immediately uh, and and uh, and then I check it out. And those are all single player, open world, RPG kind of games. Uh, they're set post-apocalypse after World War III. Uh, many years later, you wake up in a vault and come out. So that's right up my alley. I've loved all those games. But when I saw the announcements for this one, I was a little a little bit hesitant. Uh, it just didn't look like the same quality. And it turns out that is an opinion shared by a lot of reviewers. It's kind of universally hated. IGN gave it a 5 out of 10. A lot of reviewers gave it less. And right now it's sitting at a really bad 2.8 user score on Metacritic. So it looks like the players aren't buying it either. And it kind of sucks. Now, from what I understand, they pretty much broke from their old formula and made it basically just a big online multi uh, massive multiplayer online game yeah that's exactly what they did Uh, i think it was dollar signs in their eyes thinking how they could make some money from microtransactions but most of the reviews agree the problem is is that there are no npcs and when i say that for people who don't understand it it means uh in regular fallout games you'd go to non-player characters like ai guys and they'd give you missions they'd have decisions for you you'd have to make moral decisions about saving a guy or doing one thing or the other uh this one lacks all of those it's pretty much big and empty it depends on players to sort of fill out the world and that doesn't seem like it's working out and so uh one friend of ours, old Sammy from Miami, uh, he's a big fan despite the terrible reviews. And he said, oh, Dan, it's going to improve. They're going to make it better. Hate to break it to you, but that's not likely. Uh, the game is tanking. Nobody's buying it. It's already been discounted. Uh, and one thing you don't do is throw good money after bad and go and keep developing for a movie, no, uh, I mean, a game that nobody's playing. So I think you can skip that one. Don't buy it. You see, in most of my experiences, especially with online games, the only thing that ruins the game is other online players. That's that's pretty much true. Now, this one does have a feature where you can't go and shoot and kill anybody else that you come across unless they also agree and attack you. Um, but it also removes a little bit of element of danger. Uh, and apparently those people are very far, few and far between anyway. So so skip Fallout 76. 
Uh, the next game we're going to talk about is Call of Cthulhu, which I believe is on all platforms. Uh, the reviews are pretty solid. I haven't had a chance to play it. Ryan, I know you picked it up. What do you think? Well, as a caveat, I have played probably through the first four to five hours or so, and uh, it's a bit of a mixed bag. It's a little bit underwhelming. The graphics are spotty in places. If you're a fan of the pen and paper role-playing game, there will be a lot here that you will recognize and and possibly enjoy, but uh, it's one of those survival horror and investigative games. So basically... You walk all around a room, and then anytime a button icon pops up, you push the button, and you uncover a clue. And uh, yeah, if you like action and combat, stay away. If was well, there some like creepy horror Cthulhu style like in the thing, or have you just not made it that far yet? You know what they they do do a good job of setting a, a tone where, yeah, I could feel an impending sense of dread, especially in the, uh, uh, the abandoned mansion in the first part of the game. But, uh, you know, I, I kind of got stuck somewhere and, uh, with no real clear path on how to proceed. And that's just bad game design by, in my opinion. Yeah. Nowadays they expect you to hop online and check out a free wiki, uh, wiki or something, uh, to try to figure out how to go forward. And increasingly now that, especially they don't give out instructions or anything with the game, that's what they expect you to do. So I guess you're just gonna have to go online, Ryan, and find someone else to solve that problem for you. God damn it. Our next game is uh, call of duty black ops four. I'm not the biggest call of duty fan. I did used to play the game back in modern warfare two, which in my opinion was probably the last really good one. Uh, but this one is getting really solid reviews and uh, specifically for its Battle Royale mode. Uh, do you know what this Battle Royale uh, craze is all about, Ryan? Um, I guess it's where a bunch of people get together on one map and shoot each other. Um, okay, oversimplifying, but yeah. Uh, it's kind of like Hunger Games where um, they drop you into a, a small map and you have nothing and you've got to uh, pick up equipment. And then uh, the map continually shrinks, pushing people together. And when you die, you're dead until uh, there's just one person left alive. And that person is the win- is the winner. So I uh, guess Black Ops 4 has the best one around. And that's why people are recommending it. Uh, so you can grab that for somebody if they're a big Call of Duty fan. Personally, I like Battlefield. Uh, and Battlefield has a new one out, Battlefield 5, set in World War II. I'm enjoying that one immensely. I recommend that as well. Uh, if you prefer some sports games... Uh, there's quite a bit of those out there. Uh, NBA 2K19 is out. That's the best basketball sim around. Uh, it's uh, sort of agreed by all reviewers, and in my opinion, I think so too. Now, here's the thing, Ryan. NBA 2K has the best basketball like uh, play around for sure, but uh, to me, it's all a big freaking token scam. Now, I enjoy the single-player aspect where you start a career and you're drafted by a team, and then you improve your player and eventually win a championship. Sounds great, right? But... They start off your player so shitty, he's like a 50 or a 60, you've got to play hundreds of games just to get him up to a decent level. And what ends up happening is people lose their patience and they end up spending cash to get these tokens to improve their guy faster. Yeah, I mean, I've played past uh, versions of the NBA 2K franchise, and I agree. It's some of the best basketball action out there. It it has an intuitive controls, uh, but I'm not going to spend on top of the already $60 I'm spending to make my one made player uh, competitive. Now, I mean, yep. if you have an online league where you're playing without created players, uh, maybe that's one thing, but who has that kind of time to play an 82 game season 
not even counting the playoffs, with other people online. I mean, by the time you finish one season, 2K20 is coming out. And that's exactly what happened, because uh, I've had this game in the past. I had 2K18. I enjoyed it quite a bit. played that single-player mode, uh, sim through most of the season. And then around the fourth season, I began to realize, my guy's never going to catch up in time. He'll retire by the time he's any good. And so I'm the sucker. I threw down $10, Ryan, bought a bunch of tokens, uh, ended up playing only another dozen hours and quitting the game anyway. So uh, that's the problem, 2K19. If you're going to take it online and play somebody and that's what you want to play, uh, then go for it. But if you're doing it for single player, I say steer clear. Uh, now, if you prefer uh, perhaps the squared circle instead of a uh, basketball court, WWE 2K19 is out. Ryan, I know you're a big wrestling fan. Uh, what's your opinion on that game? Well, yes. I mean, it's not something I advertise, but yes, I do enjoy uh, the sport of kings, if you will, pro mm-hmm. wrestling. You know, it's made by the same people who make the 2K19, NBA 2K19. But with this single player mode you have like a story mode where you start off as a scrub wrestling on the indie circuit and then you follow a storyline where eventually you become like the universal champion which is great sounds promising yeah you have to take it with a grain of salt because no matter what you do what choices you make you know some of them will have different match stipulations but you're going to end up at the same place you know you know you're going to end up with the universal championship or just quitting the, uh, the story mode altogether. But well, how's uh, the gameplay? Is, uh, is the, are the fights actually good? Cause that's what counts, right? If you're a fan of traditional fighting games, like uh, street fighter or uh, Tekken or soul caliber, you mm. are going to be disappointed. If you've played previous wrestling games all the way back to uh, the SmackDown games on PS2, the control system is very similar. It's nothing new, nothing that will trip you up. But uh, I mean, it does have some cool features like you can design your own pay-per-view. You can design your own championship belts. Of course, you can make your own character. Uh, but one thing I was uh, kind of surprised about, especially with the big push in the WWE right now to put women's wrestling on the forefront, there is not a separate story mode for a woman wrestler. Oh, it seems like a missed opportunity. Absolutely. And I'd like to see that, you know, maybe uh, maybe going forward. So if uh, anyone's listening who develops WWE 2K, let's see uh, uh, two storylines, one male, one female going forward. Yeah. And uh, how could they not be listening to our podcast? So, hey, you guys, <laughs> you developers out there, you 2K developers, uh, let's make some changes, huh? All right. Now, you did mention uh, one of my favorite games, Ryan, Soul Calibur. I am a big uh, fighting game fan. And uh, Soul Calibur 6 just came out a couple months ago. If anyone's looking for some uh, you know, great way to get some battles online, uh, Soul Calibur is, is a great choice. So I recommend that. But uh, we'd be remiss in not mentioning one of the biggest games of the year, and that's Madden, Ryan. Uh, one, of our, uh, one of our eternal sort of uh, struggles is with Madden. And uh, we, we're suckers. We buy it every year. Well, you know, Dan... I actually had some thoughts on that. Uh Uh-oh. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Remember back in the day when you bought a game, you got the entire game? But now, not only do I have to shell out 60 bucks for the game, but the publishers are trying to nickel and dime me to death. I bought the game. Give me the entire fucking game. 
All that content that you were going to include in the game at launch is now getting cut out and sold back to me piecemeal as downloadable content. Download these nuts. These nuts? Into your fucking mouth, game publishers. And I distinctly remember a time when games were actually fun and or original. But just like Hollywood movies, all of the originality has been sucked out of the gaming industry like some toothless prostitute on $2 night. Final Fantasy XV? I guess someone doesn't know what the word final means. Destiny 2? That's just a shitty expansion pack for the original Destiny. How about every Call of Duty sequel in the last three years? You run around like an ass and shoot things. Over and over and over and over and over. And then there's games like Star Wars Battlefront 2, Loot Box Boogaloo. Yeah, said some publisher with an MBA and no soul. Let's get kids addicted to gambling by selling them a made-up currency that is only good for unlocking game perks that may make for a better game experience, but most likely will just get their parents' credit card revoked. I get it. Publishers are in it for the money. So was Al Capone, Pablo Escobar, and El Chapo. The only difference is the last three didn't try to make their nut off of gullible little kids with no supervision. And that brings me to another crink in my cock. Pay-to-win games. So I paid my cash to play this game and compete with motherfuckers online. All well and good. But now, some players with much more disposable income and less of an alcohol habit than I have can pay above and beyond the cost of the game for items that crush people who don't bother to spend their money like a virtual sailor in a digital brothel. Stuff quarters up my virtual ass, that's fucky. Now there's a trend for cinematic games that allow you to feel like you are the protagonist of a blockbuster movie which is fine until you realize, oh, it doesn't matter what the hell I actually do in the game. I'm just along for the ride. Seriously? This is why companies like Telltale Games, makers of the Walking Dead game, just went out of business. If I'm just going to be a spectator to a shitty narrative that goes nowhere, I would just watch the actual series, which is, coincidentally, a shitty narrative that goes nowhere. And then there are the sports games. I'm looking at you, Madden, you fat, sausage-tittied fuck. If I want to play a football game, I have to shell out $60 every goddamn year for the same assy gameplay 27 years in a row. And the game is literally fucked. The AI will actually predetermine which player is going to catch all the breaks in the game and which player is going to get the shit end of the stick. And no, I'm not being paranoid. Leaked documents from EA, the game publisher, goes into detail about how there's an algorithm that favors one player over another in order to keep the players more engaged. I'll engage my foot to a Madden developer's ass if I ever find one. Gone are the days when you could just pop in a fun and sometimes funny platform game, play for a half hour, and then set the game down and get on with your life. Nowadays, I feel like if I can't devote at least three hours at a stretch to a game, I might as well not even get started. I would tell game designers and publishers to get their shit together, but they won't, because they don't have to. The gaming community used to be a collection of nerds and social outcasts with weird skin conditions who would commiserate together and find enjoyable escapism through the medium of video games. But now the industry caters to the quote-unquote filthy casuals who will spend their money on any flashy bullshit and keep these venture capitalists dumbing down games and pandering to the lowest common denominator. Now I gotta go and pre-order next year's Madden, which I already hate. And that's a brick of truth to your face, courtesy of the Angry Masons. Now what you gonna do with it? Now what you gonna 
You know, Ryan, I feel that was actually, uh, given your, uh, you know, famous hatred for Madden, actually a little restrained. So good for you. Oh, yeah. No, just as long as you're not playing with me, you, you won't hear the full rage. Yeah. And uh, just let me tell you, uh, he he was a sailor. Uh, and so uh, he curses like it when he plays Madden. Uh, that's how that goes. Well, uh, I think that's about it for us today, Ryan. I think you said it all right there. So uh, any last words for the listeners? Remember to tune in to next week's episode where we give you the Angry Mason's origin story. Mm, Probably. So, uh, okay. Well, uh, if you want to contact us, uh, just check us out on facebook.com slash angrymasons. You can always uh, download new episodes at soundcloud.com slash angrymasons. You can reach us directly at angrymasons at catlover.com. Or check us out on Twitter at angrymasons. And of course, you can always download us on Spotify and TuneIn Radio. So thanks, everybody. I think that does it. Have a good one.